Hello and welcome to another edition of Defending the Den. I am Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? Hope you all are well. Boy, we had a weekend. What a weekend it was. Am I right? If you watch the games, you know. If you know, you know. Uh, the Black Bears, they headed on up to uh, 20 miles south of Philadelphia to take on the Philadelphia, uh, the Philadelphia Rebels, which once was, ever shall be. Here we are, Philadelphia Rebels 2.0, coming back at you from Holladell, New Jersey. Of course, Maryland coming off a very solid uh, showcase, going three and one. The Rebels went two and two in their ones, uh, in their games in the showcase. But Maryland just keeps on churning, and uh, they kind of showed that on Friday night, where that first, the, the first, God, all periods. Let's. Why am I saying? The first couple of period. No, it was all three periods. The Black Bears just had the puck on a string. They tilted the ice so well. The defense did not let anything get into the zone uh, all weekend. Not just not just Friday night, but Friday night especially because you know Friday could have could have very well been um, the most complete game I remember seeing in a while. And and uh, I want to say it was God. October of 2019, when they shut out Wilkes-Barre Scranton, where I thought it was the first game of that series, and I'm just like, that was a complete. That was probably the most complete game in the short team in the team's short history. Uh, but now looking at it now, it's like, man, alive! Like that. You look back on this one. This has a definite memory to the to to this one. This is one where you're just like, this is where the Black Bears played their most complete games. So. Um, we head on to that. <clears throat> Let's go to Friday night. Uh, early and often, Maryland gets on the board right off the hop. I mean, it was one of those things where one fourteen in, don't blink and you'll miss it. Hunter Ramos with his first goal. Uh, a great turnover at the blue line by Samuel Stitch, creating that one, passing across to Ramos, who just taps, taps, taps it in for a one nothing lead. And Maryland did not let up after that. Uh, a couple connections between Christian Catalano and Jesse Horacek, and just nothing connecting. Unfortunately, just those those two have a nice little condition there. They they know where each other are, and you know they find each other. It's just a matter of finishing. If if they can finish this, uh, and as the season goes along, that's going to be a very solid duo with a a guy in the middle of Brad McNeil who is. You know, a good trailer, a guy who can be a field general, knows where he needs to be, knows where to pass it out to one or the other. Uh, so, I mean, that that all all four lines for Maryland, and then this is the problem they're going to have. So good, all four lines for Maryland, so good. Uh, it's hard to divvy these guys up. I mean, you look at that line, you look at other lines. Uh, we'll talk about here in a second, uh, but like the, the it's a complete team all the way through four lines three pairings two goalies solid work any case shots after one 15 to seven <clears throat> the goal was ramos's third and Stitz's fourth assist on the air should put that into context as well second period what happens there well dimitri kebrew again another under 90 second goal a chip off the glass from gabriel westling uh, it's just Springs Kebrew. He's got too much speed. He's the fastest kid in the world. Snipes one, 
for his third of the year shorthanded. Uh, Wessling, his sixth assist. Sean Kilcullen, third assist, as he inches ever so close to the career points for a defenseman in Maryland Black Bears history. He's at 40. Uh, Hampus Rydquist had that amazing year in 2019-20 with 41. We will see what Kilcullen can do here in the next few weeks. Uh, could have it. We will see. That You know, nothing's a sure thing until it actually happens. So things went back and forth. Maryland, again, continuing to dominate the shot chart. Second period shots, 23-3. to So that tells you all you need to know about how, how this game was balanced, uh, was tipping out again. Um, more shots equals more goals, and that's what happened at the 13-30 uh, mark. Hey, it's Dimitri Kibru once again. He gets a nice little feed from Brad McNeil and just snipes one over the glove of poor uh, Jakob Krebic. And it is now three to nothing. McNeil, his fourth assist. Kebrews on Kebrews' fourth goal, and Quinn Kennedy getting the secondary, his third assist. Then under a minute to go, Maryland again not letting up, keeping the foot on the gas. Jesse Horacek scores with 22 seconds remaining in the frame, his third of the year on an Adam Shankula breakaway. Speed kills. He gets out in front. Shankula off the pa- off the pads of uh, uh, Krebic. And then here comes Horacek on the trailer, cleaning up the garbage, his third of the year. Shankul, the fourth assist on the season. 11 seconds later, can't stop him. Can't stop, won't stop. Dimitri Kibru, his fifth goal of the year. Snipe job from the top of the slot. Boom. And he gets his hat trick, the seventh in Black Bears history. Uh, And that was with 11 seconds remaining. Wessling with his seventh assist. Kennedy with his second assist of the game, fourth of the year. Maryland is up 5 to nothing, and again, they kept shutting things down in the third period, just keeping the foot on the pedal. Jack Fialkoff was equal to the task as he gets the roll in the second or in the third period. Uh, and uh, 20 saves in one period alone. Maryland outshoots Philadelphia 20-1 to in this one, and all she wrote. The Maryland defense kept Philadelphia at bay. And that's where we're at. One shot in the third period for the Rebels. 11 for the game. William Hackinson, easiest 11-save shutout of his career uh, as he puts up the 12th shutout in Black Bears history and a 5 to nothing win overall. And, boy, like I said, this is probably one of the most complete games I've seen this team play in the, uh, in the five years that they've been around. A hell of a, and again, this team, a lot of speed on there. And you saw that with the second uh, the second goal. Kebrew just gets sprung, and he's speedy, and a heads-up play by Wessling to chip it off the glass high to a point where it's not going to get intercepted by a defenseman. And he knows Kebrew's speed, um, and he just goes for it. And that kind of shows you that synergy that that line has with Wessling, Kennedy, and Kebrew. Um, like I said, with the McNeil, the McNeil, Catalano, and Horacek line. That one has a good synergy to it, too. Uh, Ramo, uh, Ramos and Stitz has some good uh, chemistry with Adam Shankula there. So four lines running deep. you gotta, you got to be scared of that. Um, Saturday, though, Saturday a little bit of a different outcome. Another Maryland victory gets the dubs, but uh, it was uh, Fjellkoff who it was Fjellkoff who was the story in this one. All, uh, you know, all due respect to the Black Bears and what they did with the win, but uh, Fialkov for the Rebels was outstanding. Like, there were so many times that the Black Bears had chances, and they just got stymied consistently. Um, 
fair amount of breakaways, fair amount of uh, just odd man rushes, turnovers in the zone that Maryland was able to create. But uh, Fialkov was able to stop them all. First period was nothing, nothing, even though Maryland outshot the Rebels apparently 26 to 5. My goodness gracious, they had more in the first period of game two than the uh, Rebels had the entire series. We'll get to that. No score in that one, but 333 in. Uh, trips across the board, and Christian Catalano gets his third of the year. Making short work of it, uh, tapping home a rebound off a Jesse Horacek shot. And uh, Luke Van Wy getting secondary assist on that one for Catalano, his third of the year. Horacek, second assist. Van Wy, second assist as well. Maryland kept firing. A little bit subdued offensively in this period uh, as they were only up 8-5 in shots on that one. Uh, pretty big situation in terms of Philadelphia being able to, to I guess, stave off the attack. Get a, a few shots of their own in this one. But uh, two or one nothing going into it. Then hey, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Dimitri Kibru scores with uh, just past the halfway point, thirteen twenty four into uh, into the third period. His sixth of the year from Quinn Kennedy. Kennedy, uh, nice little pass, and uh, <laughs> Kibru just crashed the net, crashed over Fialkov, and uh, there it is in the net for the two nothing lead. But uh, just over two minutes later. Klaus Yogi of the uh, Rebels gets them on the board with under five to go. Uh, pats home the rebound from Jack Wenicke, who Wenicke had a, a teller showing as well. He made some solid saves uh, deep in the crease. Didn't get a lot of action, but was tall and big when he needed to be. This one, not really much of a chance. Uh, rebound kicked out and just in the wide open net, sprawling, uh, but Wenicke couldn't stop it as uh, Yogi gets his second of the year. Maryland stays off a late attack, and uh, they're able to keep the uh, the Rebels at bay, and 2-1 to one is the final. Maryland outshoots the Rebels in this one, 48-13. So Maryland, a dominant performance overall. Wenicke gets the 12-save win in this one. So, uh, boy, howdy, this team is on fuego. As we look at the two early to tell standings right now, and the Black Bears top the division, Black Bears top the league in terms of uh, wins, uh, and they're second in win percentage. Uh, that's pretty solid, pretty damn solid. Seven one and zero with a plus nineteen goal differential, and most importantly, they're uh, they're not at the top of the chart. They're actually sixth in the East Division in penalties taken in penalty minutes. So that's pretty that's pretty crucial for this team. This team has had some penalty trouble in the past. Um and again, we're still early. There's still 52 more games to go. But I think the means of discipline has been solid. There hasn't been many taken. And we'll have to see what happens with the Black Bears going five game win streak as they head up to further up New Jersey as they were in Holladell, New Jersey or Sewell, New Jersey this week and they will go up to Middletown, New Jersey, take on the New Jersey Titans who had a tough go about it to start off the season, but they won two straight this weekend against Danbury. And, um, yeah. So the champs probably needed that weekend to go ahead and get going. Of course, the second meeting between these two squads as uh, Maryland hosted the uh, Titans, uh, an opening weekend swept them, uh, to start the whole season off. Second matchup against these two teams. We will see what is happening there, what the buzz is going on there. 
Uh, Dimitri Kibrew had a hell of a week, but was not enough to make a third straight star for the Black Bears. He did get second star no uh, nod for the East Division, the Bauer Stars of the Week. So congratulations to Dimitri. And, and you know, I mentioned just the evolution and, and how the play is going, but we kind of saw this last year, and I mentioned this online too. We saw this last year with Kibrew, just him evolving and maturing as a player, um, coming up from uh, 18U and just evolving and, and, you know, getting into the games a lot more. And you could see just how how leaps and bounds he has gotten better over the couple years that we've seen him uh, in Maryland. I mean, he had a brief stint at the end of 2021, saw a couple games there. His first full season last year was phenomenal. And again, towards the end of the year, you saw his speed take over. You saw his intangibles happen. And now already nine points in eight games for this young man. And he is just a smart player. Smart hockey player, you know, uses his shots well. I mean, shot percentage is what it is. You know, you take that stat for what it's worth. He's shooting thirty-three percent, though. That's pretty dang good, uh, in in the hockey sense. So, he makes his shots count for sure. He's got a nose for the net. You saw that on the second goal against Philadelphia, just crashing in there. And Kibru is going to be one a, a a a fun one to watch the rest of this year. Um, so I I I expect big things out of him going forward. Uh, you know, I think big things out of everybody but again this entire team is stacked like there is so much talent that it's almost a shame that you have to cut cut it down to 23 players so um we will see what happens uh as they try to get down to the 23 player mark they did um add uh kareem alazim with uh to this one he is a uh, former landon school uh player from DC played two the two games this year uh and two game yeah two games this year two games against Philly and uh we will see what he can do see what see what his long-term plans are with this squad here so uh it's a big it's a big big talent pool that the Maryland Black Bears have a lot of decisions to be made but I think the right decisions are going to be made and, and the right synergy is going on there and you know we will have to see what uh what all these players can do Going forward, we will see what this team can do chemistry-wise and make sure that that chemistry kind of stays here, there, and everywhere so nothing gets too uh, too out of sorts. And, uh, yeah, keep these winning ways going. Keep these games. Keep this domination going. Like, assert the will against other teams, um, which is huge. Is I think, something that's definitely going to be a statement for this squad uh, this season. I mean, they have a chip on their shoulder from the end of last season, and, you know, that's probably going to be a focal point moving forward as we get into this season. So New Jersey next, and then another road game road weekend before coming back home. So uh, should be a hoot and a holler for the black bears uh, coming up from time to time here when we have the time to do so. And we do have the time to do so here. We'll talk a little bit about the alumni from the Maryland black bears and, and kind of do a, a select few of uh, some players that we may have missed out on or, or, you know, in the, in the annals of, history of the Maryland Black Bears and kind of do a, a little bit of a, a, a Capitone edition, as it were, for this one. And we'll start off with the uh, the first captain the Black Bears had, and that is Quinn Wormuth. Quinn Wormuth uh, now playing at uh, Sunny Oswego, as our SUNY Oswego last year uh, with the D3 squad. Uh, had two goals and five points in 20 games. Uh, so... The uh, the first captain 
was doing his best for the Lakers. He was committed uh, elsewhere, I do believe. I can't remember off the top of my head uh, where he was uh, going. But at the same, oh, Robert Morris, that's right. And then Robert Morris dropped their program, and then he goes to Sunny Oswego, uh, where he uh, again had a solid first year. Uh, but that, w- but uh, yeah, it's after he played a couple years because he left mid-season. Robert Morris um, for his freshman year, halfway through the 1920 season before COVID hit played three games in 2021. Uh, and then, yeah, dropped down to D three, uh, after that, after the Robert Morris incident with their whole squad there. And we'll have to keep tabs on him this year and just to see where he goes. Uh, maybe when we revisit him in the future, uh, how he does with Sonny Oswego and, and they'll be taking on Stevenson university in Maryland, so if they uh, come to town, maybe go see him. Go say, hey, Just tell him Scott sent you. He won't know what the hell he's talking about. Coming up next is Connor Pooley. After uh, Warmuth got traded to Minot, uh, Pooley assumed the role of captain, and since his uh, last time with the Black Bears, nothing has kind of transpired for him. He has uh, gone off the face of the hockey map. He didn't, I don't believe he got any offers in terms of uh, uh, colleges, that he wanted and you know just hockey is is now but a distant memory which is fine i mean that happens in some players i mean they realize that sometimes it just happens that way so they get their career elsewhere move onward and upward and have a, a solid quality of life from that way as well so nothing wrong with that we go on next to the uh to cap another cap and black bear a guy who assumed the role after a hell of a hell of a time hell of a uh off season after his first year into his second year logan cons who's now at osberg university in minnesota uh first year the post-covid year two points uh two goals two assists in five games last season the first full season at osberg four goals and eight assists for 12 he'll be entering his junior season this year for uh, the uh, Osberg squad, and uh, it should be interesting to see. Maybe, maybe if he's down in the uh, my area, I know Moorhead has a team, uh, and if it's good enough, maybe go down. I'll go down and check it out. But uh, solid showing for him again. An- another player who goes the D three route. D three. Uh, let's be honest. With all the talent in hockey and all the few teams in D one, D three is getting stacked and stacked and stacked. And Cons is kind of a uh, a. Uh, look at that i mean you look at what he was able to do with maryland and how he was able to you know develop his game now at osberg developing his game there in his second season so he's got two more seasons left plus his covid year so we'll see how that fares for mr cons of course luke mountain uh mr black bear number two uh as uh he gets the captaincy after cons uh one year at vermont his first year 16 games and two assists in that instance. So, uh, again, first years kind of getting in and out of the lineup for Vermont and for most college programs, unless you're kind of the super elite. Uh, but uh, a solid showing for him in his first uh, thing. Now still waiting on his first goal as Vermont and the rest of college hockey seems to be starting up here. And one guy we'll definitely be looking to see is Mr. Connor Cole, who was the next captain after that. And he will be a part of the new Anchorage, uh, Alaska Anchorage squad. The Sea Wolves coming back uh, into form after a bit of hiatus there. 
they will come back, and uh, yeah, Connor Cole will be one of the players in that infancy there. We will see how he can build up that squad. We will, we know what he can do, what he did in Maryland. He's a younger younger side of college hockey in that 20-year-old freshman range, uh, a younger, older side. Uh, but still, we will see what the, the Newfoundland boy can do in Anchorage, Alaska. So a little bit of a, uh, a revisit for some of the players that we had there. And uh, hopefully, if we have some time during the season, we'll have this check-in here and there. So voila. Um, but that's it. I mean, we've got uh, New Jersey coming up. Again, we will see what the, this team can do on the road, if they can keep the good times a-rolling, as it were, uh, and then uh, get another couple of wins under their belts here and uh, keep uh, keep the win streak going, keep that domination going. And uh, if you can't get up to Middletown, you can always uh, go to Hockey TV. Hockey TV will have all the games, and uh, it'll be a fun time. And you can watch it, and uh, yeah. Should be good. Tom Wilms with the call, and he is always a good listen as well as a road broadcaster. So, uh, yeah, enjoy it. Uh, but that's it for me. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thanks again for listening. This has been Defending the Den. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. At Defending Den, MBB is the Twitter handle. I do the in-game updates on that. If you want to follow there, I'll give some, also uh, some other fun tidbits here, there, and everywhere when I can get the chance. So you guys have a good rest of your week. Enjoy your uh, weekend, and we'll come back here, talk about Black Bears and Titans, hopefully two more wins. But until then, you guys be good. Peace.